So the title tonight is, Are You Hungry? I'm not talking about real food like we just had the pizza. You shouldn't be that hungry. We just had pizza, right? Although, that's kind of our human condition, right? We eat, and about two hours later, we're hungry again. And then we're hungry again. And we're hungry again. And we're hungry again. Well, the whole thing is, and we'll talk about this here shortly, is your spiritual intake. How's that been? Do you have the hunger? Do you seek after the hunger the same as you do in the physical? Do you do it in the spiritual? So, and like Lisa said, to, to uh, show grace to people because you don't know what they're going through. That's why we're here. We train here to go out there. Right. We have to remember that when we're out there to be the best that we can be because we are examples, right? It's not easy. I know that. I'll be the first to say it's not because it, flesh rears up we have to keep it under control but how are you going to do that if you're not eating your spiritual food right you can't you can't do it you're going to sooner or later you're going to be back to the old guy the old guy that everybody hates right jesus break any chains for anybody in here come on now that's an amen here's the deal he broke the chains don't pick them back up for pete's sake or christ's sake don't pick them up anymore okay Come on, man. Let them lie, okay? I know we all struggle with stuff, and that's one of the biggest things. The human condition is you want to pick the chain back up and take control again. He has freed you. Walk in your freedom. We can do whatever we want, right? But everything we do comes at a consequence. Paul says you're free to do what you want, but not everything's beneficial. So remember that. When you're doing those unbeneficial things, it's going to boomerang. And you can't hide it. I think it's funny when people just, well, I don't think it's funny, actually. It's kind of tragic. They have a secret life. You know, it's one thing to be private, but to be totally secret, like you are a double-minded person. You're this guy on Monday, and you're a different guy on Tuesday. You're a third guy on Wednesday, and I don't even know who you are when you show up here. <laughs> okay? If you've been set free, let it go. Enjoy your freedom. Amen? That's the whole point. God, Jesus came to break the chains. Now, if he's broken the chains, hallelujah. And if you said yes to Jesus, you are a child of God. Amen? Amen. That's great news. Come on. Well, I don't even know where I was going with that, but it just took off. <laughs> I started off, are you hungry, right? That's where I started. Are you hungry? Okay, squirrel. That's a big squirrel. Okay. You guys know we're doing the Sermon on the Mount, right? And I think this is perfect timing right before Easter. You know, because the, the, the Beatitudes are all about your heart. This is teaching us how we should be Christians. Not to become one, but to act like one and to be one. Because if we do what these things are, we're going to be blessed beyond belief. Right? This scripture says one right after the other. And I'll read those here in just a second. But I'm going to read a few of these. Okay, this is in chapter 5. We'll just start at verse, verse 3. I'll just start there, just to review. Okay, God blesses those who are poor in spirit, and they realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Right? They're poor in spirit, right? You have nothing to offer God. You finally come to your senses, and you realize, I don't have this under control. Jesus is saying, okay, it's good. I got you. Right? 
So these are stair step too, and you can't have one before the other one. The way this, the way Jesus spoke, in, in verse four, it said, "God blesses those who mourn." So now we realize we have nothing to bring to God, and now we're mourning our sins, and the sins of the world. Right? It's our heart condition. Our heart's beginning to change. Right? Verse five says, "God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth." Humility. You're starting to change. Does anybody remember what Randy said last week? Uh, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Remember he jokingly said he's the best at being humble? Think about that. Think about that. You'll get it. You think about it. So in verse 6, it says, God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. Some translations say righteousness. And it's his righteousness. It's not all righteousness. Because if we got all righteousness, then we'd be self-righteous, right? So we get his righteousness. So does anybody know what righteousness means? Amen. Divine approval, right by God, morally right. You've been justified just if you've never sinned. You're free from guilt or sin. That's a big amen, because I know a lot of people carry that around. You know, and I remember in the early years, struggling with the free gift. Like, it was almost too good to be true. It was like, I'm not worthy, God, and I don't understand why you chose me. I'll take it, but I don't get it. It takes a while to unwrap that gift, and you start to explore the gift that you're given. That's why we feed on the Word, and you hear us say it all the time. You have to read the Word. You have to renew your mind every day. So my question is, how's your spiritual intake today? Anybody read anything today? Devotions or anything? Any kind of spiritual input? Come on, give God a hand. Come on, because he speaks to you. And those of you who didn't, I would highly recommend that you do. He speaks to us through his word. He communicates. And sometimes, and, and for the new believer, I know it's hard because it was hard. I didn't understand half this stuff, but press on keep going. It will come around. You'll start to understand. Ask for wisdom. Say, God, help me. I don't get even the simple sentence. I don't understand what they mean. There's also Google if all else fails. <laughs> That'll help you. That'll send you in different directions where you can read some of the commentaries and figure it out. And the cool thing is, some of you new believers, on the inside of most Bibles, there's little numbers and things that go with the verse that you're reading. So, you can cross-reference. You go, okay, well, let's go over here and see what uh, John says about the same verse. It helps you learn, okay? Because this by itself can be very intimidating until you start to learn. And the whole point, I think here at our church, we have a lot of new believers or young Christians, let's say. It's like a training ground. Some people stay for years, some people don't. But it's a good training ground, right? We always said we're a mash unit. We, pat, we drag the people in, they're all messed up, and we patch them up. Some stay, some don't. That's okay. But we're doing our best to teach what we know, the basic stuff, to be able to handle people, to be able to handle those tough situations that drive you insane, right? From people driving or whatever it may be. We have to show grace to people. That's easy to say, but you know when you're in that situation, you just want to pound your fist and yell at somebody, but you can't do that. Ask God to help you, and he will. Amen? Okay.
So does anybody know what beatitude means? Supreme blessedness. Supreme blessedness. Can you believe that? Okay, so we hunger. It's our deepest need for a relationship with Christ, right? So we were talking about food. So I found this little tidbit. It says, nutritionalists tell us that our appetites determine our diet. Okay? Our diet determines our intake, and our intake determines our health. See the tie-in there? Jesus challenges us to look at our spiritual diet. What are you taking in? You're eating garbage all the time? Well, guess what? You're gonna, garbage is going to come back out because that's what you're pouring into yourself. Our hunger determines our spiritual health. And see, a lot of people struggle, and a lot of the struggle is because you're not doing anything to help you, right? You're like that plant that gets, looks real nice, and then it dries up. You water it, and you let it dry up again. You got to give it water every once in a while. A little sunshine wouldn't hurt, right? And the sun, too, S-O-N. So I want to talk about a couple things here. He's talking about blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. And he uses this hunger and thirst as like a, a, a picture because they're in the desert, so everybody's very familiar with hunger and thirst there, right? Because he's speaking to these people, and it's desert conditions, it's hot, you're easy to get thirsty because he knows that they would understand what he's talking about. However, he's not talking about water and food. He's using that as an example, as an illustration of what he's talking about. So he made hunger and thirst physically, right? Water and food are a necessity, right? We have to have that. We can't survive very long without them, right? But in the spiritual world, it's the same thing. Jesus is the necessity. He's not a luxury, okay? Food in the natural for us is not a luxury. We need it to survive. And spiritually, you need Jesus to survive, right? So he's telling us we're going to be blessed if we do this. Blessed being happy. Not happy in the sense that you read a good story, made you smile, or something like this. This is an ongoing thing. You're going to be satisfied. You're going to be fulfilled. Joyful. Yes. It's a necessity. Jesus is a necessity. But we make a mistake sometimes when we seek food and water and we get off track. Right? We start seeking the things of the world. And that's a big mistake. You know, we all do it. We've all done it. And, and we try to guard ourselves from doing it again. But we all chase the mighty dollar, right? We've all been there and done that. We know where that ends. Generally, nowhere. The road to nowhere is the world. The road to hell, actually. But when we get caught up in these things, we're distracted from... We don't read God's word because we're too busy taking in the garbage from the outside, right? We have to discern what's good, what's not good, whether you're watching movies or, or TV or even, even listening to the radio and things like that. There is a bar that we need to try to reach. Not saying we're perfect, because I still like rock and roll. I'll be honest. I like rock and roll. But I don't listen to it all the time. It's just part of the time. Kind of when I'm feeling angry sometimes. Turn it up. <laughs> But, you know, chasing after money and things like that, there's a whole book in here about a man 
but that's what he did, chased money. Ecclesiastes, King Solomon, okay? Richest man in the world, ever. I read something where they said he'd be worth 2.1 trillion now. That's like 400, I mean, of the top people in the world right now, he'd be richer than them now. Can you imagine that? I mean, think of all the stuff that he had. But if you read it, in the end, it says it's all meaningless. All of it. It's like chasing the wind. You work your tail off, and you get nothing. It's like sand going right through your hand. It really is. It's that. We've read scriptures before about having holes in our pockets and spending money and just going and going and going and chasing and chasing and chasing. It leads to nowhere. Right? So having hobbies and playing sports and having nice stuff is okay when it's in proper order. Jesus first. Family. After that, and on down, and on down. It's not your job first. And then you try to weed Jesus in there when you can. <laughs> I remember there was a friend of ours. Um, he said he'd start tithing better when he starts making more money. Well, when I make more, I'll give more. That's not what he's asking you. He's asking you to give what you have, and I will bless you. And I remember in the beginning thinking, that's crazy, right? Way back when, started off at $15 a week, $60 a month. That's more than my water bill that I couldn't pay at the time, right? And I'm thinking to myself, God, I don't even have the money to keep my utilities on, and you want me to give you money every week? Get out of your mind. But try it and see what happens. I guarantee, and even his word says, test me. See what happens. But we don't do it to get money, okay? You're just blessed for doing it, right? He says tithe, okay? If you can't do 10% of your income, just start with five. You got to start somewhere, right? Even your time, yeah? Doesn't have to be money. Could be time, talents. We all have that stuff. But use what you have. Anybody see the brown bag Friday, yesterday? Talking about the talents? Did you guys understand that? Use your talents. Don't bury them. Okay, because when we do, it just makes things better for everybody around us when you're using your talents, yeah, right. especially in the family. The family here is blessed because we have all kinds of people in here willing to help each other, right? Yeah. Not that we don't help outside people because we do, but the family gets taken care of, right. you know, no matter who it is. If you've been part of us for a while, things like that, you, you'll get some blessings. That's just being part of the church family. We look after one another, right? Because God works, looks after us. Right. And I, I could tell you because I've seen... The money come through here. Money goes out and it comes back more than it comes in. Time and time and time again. And sometimes we're just like, did you see the size of the check that came in? Because <laughs> when we give it away, sometimes you're like, oh, well, it's not ours anyway. God told us to give it away, so we give it away. Comes back better every time. Every time he's taking care of us. Every time. So don't be shy. Test him. Test him and see. I just keep thinking about all the gold and everything that King Solomon had. He had it all. Everything that you could possibly think of, he had the most of. From cattle to women to he had the biggest temple covered in gold. And they said, uh, one part I was reading, he would get 25 tons of gold a year. It's kind of like a payment for being the king. <laughs> 25 tons, are you kidding me? 50,000 pounds, are you kidding? That's a lot of gold. But was he happy? Nope. nope. Plainly tells it. He went through, read it. Just read what, what, what happened to him and the stuff that, 
that he saw and what he did, and it was just like, it's all meaningless. Can you imagine that, being in a position like him, and you, and you realize it's meaningless? We still have a few of our customers that we're praying for that little mini King Solomons, they really don't need God in their life because they have everything. And we can't convince them. It's got to be God to turn their hearts, right? But we keep praying for them because they're good people. They're really, really good people. They just don't know God. And we're like, I would trade my spot with you in a zillion years, dude. What I have coming and what you have coming, no way. Scripture says, if you don't come to Christ, it says, you get, enjoy what you have now because you're getting it now in advance. Ours is backloaded contract, okay? We get the payment in the end. We get the streets of gold to cruise around on. How about that? Maybe they'll be working for us. <laughs> like I say, hey, remember when? <laughs> so we got to have a desire, the hunger, the strong. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's what we want. We want that hunger, that strong desire. I know it's hard week after week after week after week, but there's way more to it than just showing up here, okay, on a Saturday. This is the training ground. I hope you guys learned something when you're here to take out there, okay? But the sad part is most people don't even seek righteousness. They want the blessings, okay? And we've seen people come in, they get a great job, which is a blessing. We're praying for them, hey, get their act together, get cleaned up, you get a car, you get a job. That's the blessing, and then you're gone. And then their world turns upside down again because all they're doing is working, and they're doing nothing that they were doing before. Right. Go back to your first love. You were all about Jesus before and how great he was, and he saved you, and this and that, and things are coming together. You get the job, and you run off. You'll be back, most of them. What was that? <laughs> so a lot of people don't even seek righteousness. They're looking for the blessings. But the blessings are a byproduct of being hungry and thirsty for Jesus, right? Because when you are reading and you are acting and you are growing, you're going to be blessed. His word says that, and he can't lie. His word says you will be blessed. Now, it may not be financially. It could be with health. It could be anything. He'll take care of his children. May not necessarily give you what you want, but he will get you what you need. It's simple. Simple, but it's hard. How crazy would it be if we, if it'd be foolish to treat the symptom, right? We get off track, but we don't treat the disease, right? And disease is sin, right? You can't cover it up. If you want real healing, you're going to have to deal with it. Whatever it is, bring it to Jesus, and he will break the chains no matter what it is. It's not going to be easy. It's not poof. It could be poof, but it's probably not. You're going to have to work at it, okay? But you got to trust him that he's going to do it. Trust him. You know, we all have things that we're working on, right? We don't want to be the old guy anymore. We don't want to pick those chains up. We don't want to be bound up in sin again. Nobody wants that, right? At least I know I don't. I fought so hard to get away from it. I don't, I don't want it back. But that's the thing. Man's problem is unrighteousness. You know, it's just... And that out of that unrighteousness and all the things that you're not doing correctly that all these other issues start to pop up. But when you seek 
the kingdom and its righteousness, all these things shall be added to you. Matthew 6, 33. We could just stop there. Seek the kingdom and his righteousness, his righteousness. All things will be given to you. <laughs> it sounds easy, doesn't it? Just seek the Lord, everything will be fine. <laughs> it will, but it's not that easy, but you're going to have to work at it, right? So if we have this strong desire, His word plainly tells us, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, you will be satisfied. You will be satisfied. So, you know, hunger is a funny thing, because like I said earlier, we, we, in the natural, we're hungry right away, right? We eat. Second thing I want to bring up is we should seek him passionately, with a passion, because he loves us, right? And that's all he's asking us. He's just asking us to come to him so he can help us. Just come to him. You know, a hungry person is, is a, on a desperate quest for food. You ever been that hungry? You're driving around, you really don't care what's open, and you don't even care how much it costs. I'll pay, I don't care, I'm hungry. I'm hangry, actually. When you get to that point, when you don't care what it costs, stuff, you're hangry, you're ready, you're on it. I, I, I need food and I need it now, right? <laughs> but Jesus is talking about the broken and the bankrupt and the famished. That's what he's talking about here in the Beatitudes. So do you, do you seek Jesus with your greatest need? I mean, we all have needs, right? But is he at the top of your list? I need you, Jesus. I don't have this under control, but I know you can help me. I'm trusting that you will calm these storms, set my feet right on the right path again, and things will be okay. He's, Jesus just gives you this calming peace every time. Every time, at least for me, I know when I crack open the word and I start reading, I get a hunger. It makes me want to read more. I want to learn more. Sometimes I, seems like I've hit a spot where I can't take any more. Something else has to go out so I can bring more information in. But you stay at it every single day. It's a daily dose. Remember we talked about that? It's a daily dose of JC, right? Where I talked about that one time on, anybody listen to Casey still? Well, at 5 o'clock, they do the Zeppelin thing, right? LZ, get your daily dose of LZ. I remember listening, can't wait till 5 o'clock so I could hear it. And I'm thinking, well, if I could do that, why can't I read the word? Same thing, right? I just had my priorities wrong. If I want to hear this, Led Zeppelin, then why can't I listen to Jesus Christ? Just, it's just changing your heart a little bit. That's all it is. You know, if you seek him, you'll find him. Word tells you, you seek me, you will find me. You really don't even have to look that hard. You'll find him, right? So when you come to a church, what kind of hunger do you bring? Are you picking that stuff? Or are you coming to learn something? Are you coming to worship? Are you coming to fellowship with the guys or the girls or whatever? Are you coming with, with an open mind and an open heart, right? Jesus said, come to me. He is the bread of life. Let's go to John 6, uh, 6.35 real quick.
Sage. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. So whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He is the bread of life. If we're eating the bread every day, we have life, right? He's also talking about eternal life. So if you know Jesus, you have eternal life. But if you don't, you need to seal that up. You need, you need, to, you need to make it right, be right, get the righteousness from God because it is imputed from him to us when we say yes. We say yes to Jesus, we get his righteousness, right? So now he's telling us to hunger for it. Hunger, come on, hunger for it. Thirst for me. You know, anybody sports fans? Sports analogy. You know, you always hear the guy that, like, spring training is going on right now, right? So there are some guys that are in the batting cages as soon as the sun rises. They're the last ones to leave the field. Those are the guys that are saying they're hungry. They want to be here. They want to make the team, right? They're hungry. They'll do anything they possibly can to make the team, right? So it's the same in, in, in the spiritual. Are you hungry for Jesus like that? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Come on, somebody say yes. All right. So the bread must be eaten daily, right? Just like our natural food. The regular food that we eat, we eat every day, two, three times, four times a day, whatever. So does the bread of life. We eat the bread of life every day. So, you know, even the woman at the well, when he was talking about the living water, she was asking, give me a drink. You know, and he's like, well, I have water that you'll never be thirsty again. The living water. I was going to read that story, but I think I'll skip it because there's so, that, I mean, that, that story is, there's so many teachings on that. But she looked at it in the natural. When he first asked him, give me a drink of water, he's like, well, you, you don't have a bucket to get the water. And he's like, oh, I'm not talking about drinking water. It's just like, you don't even have a jar. He's like, you don't, you don't get it. <laughs> I have something that's going to set you up for the rest of your lives, for eternity. And eventually she did take it. And the cool thing about that story in the end is she went out and told everybody what Jesus had done, what Jesus had said. He knew everything about her. She was saved. She was so happy. She told everybody. It says the whole town got saved. How about that? Right? And that goes on to telling your testimony. Okay? Everybody in this room has a testimony of some kind. Right? None of them are the same. Okay, God has done, we've all been through different things, uh, addictions, abuse, whatever. We all have a story. If God has set you free and you are a child of God, you have a testimony. And you need to share it. We all have friends that aren't Christians, right? Family members, friends. You know, you're talking about sharing, hitting the share button. It's not about the numbers about share. It's about sharing God's word. Sharing with people. I know all you guys on Facebook, most of you guys have hundreds of friends. Right? A lot of you? Okay. Tens of friends. <laughs> Maybe a thousand. I don't know. But share it. Don't be shy. Share it to that friend that probably thinks you're crazy for being a Christian. What's, what's it going to hurt them? You never know, God might be working on that person. Yes. And that one time they see it pop up and go, well, what is this? 
Well, let's check it out, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just a little devotional to encourage people. That's all it is. There's nothing to be shy about. Just share it, you know? You know, this, we're coming into Easter, which is like the high point of, this, of the year, right? And we celebrate it like crazy. Everybody love Jesus? Yeah, we can't wait for him to come back, amen? But you can feel his presence, right? So we draw nearer when this presence, right? Like now, this is a good time when we're reading, we're reading these scriptures about blessed are you, poor in spirit. Blessed are you who mourn. Blessed are you who are meek and humble. Blessed are you who are, are thirsty and hungry. You'll be satisfied. What a great time, I think. So if you were to come, you'd be full, right? We're like, whew, we're ready. I have no fear. No fear of leaving this earth, right? I can't wait. Now, I like to be here long enough for grandchildren and things like that, but if I'm not, I'm okay with it because there's something better on the other side. I know that for a fact. So we got to continue to seek him, right? First, we have to have a desire. We seek him passionately, and now it's got to be continually. This is not a one and done thing, okay? You don't get saved, read a devotion or two, and then sit on the bench. It doesn't work that way. I tried it. I didn't really. You get out of, you get out of Christianity what you put into it, right? If you have a shallow thirst, you're going to have shallow satisfaction. Shallow hunger, you're going to have shallow, shallow satisfaction. And some people say, well, this God thing is just not working for me. Okay. Are you in the word, right? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing outside the walls? Because it's easy to be Christian guys and girls when we're in this building, right? Hi, we're all kind to one another and all this stuff. But when you're out there, do you just close the door on your Christianity when you leave? No, that's the battlefield. That's the battlefield. And if you don't have your armor on and stuff like that, you're going to get your butt kicked, okay? You got to be tough. We're soldiers. There's an army rising up. Amen. We're part of the army. Right? So we share. Share your testimony. We have the hunger for God. And our spiritual hunger is a lot like our physical hunger. We have the spiritual hunger because it satisfies us. You know when you have a good steak and you're like, ooh, I'm satisfied. Well, Jesus' food that we eat is like the best. His word. His word is the best. It's satisfying, and we want more. We crave it, right? Not like the crave case you get at White Castle. <laughs> Everybody likes that, right? <laughs> we crave his word because we want to hear from him, right? And nine times out of ten, if you're struggling with something over a long period of time, you're, you're sick, right? And you probably don't even know it because you've been away from God, right? And you know when you're sick and you lose your appetite? There's something wrong most of the time. Is you okay? <laughs> you okay? So our appetite should increase 
because of the spiritual food that we eat. Because it is so good. Amen? It's good. We want more of it. So when we come to our Lord Jesus, we will be completely satisfied. Completely, as word tells us. You're going to be so full, so satisfied. I'm going to take good care of you. All right, let's go to Psalm 107 real quick. tie this in here Psalm 107 5 through 9 actually I go back to 4 it said some have wandered into the wilderness lost and homeless hungry and thirsty and they nearly died Lord help they cried in their trouble and he rescued them from their distress he led them straight to safety to a city where he, they could live. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and the wonderful things that he has done for them. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Good things. I love that part at the end. Good things. Everything that we need, what we need, he'll take care of. Now what we want is another story, right? God is good, amen? So stay hungry, stay thirsty, for the Lord is good. And that's all I got, guys. Thank you, Lord. All right, so I guess I'll pray, and uh, we'll enjoy some time together before we leave. Father God, we just thank you again for tonight. We thank you for all of tonight. God has been great. We thank you for it. We just thank you for all the blessings, too. We don't seek the blessings. We seek you, God, and that's just a byproduct of what we get from seeking you, God. So we pray that everybody stays hungry and they stay thirsty. Stay humble. No self-righteousness, God. Just help us. Keep us on the narrow path. Keep us straight, God. We just thank you again. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.